amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Friends of Fantasy Benefits Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Brins, joined by Matt Thompson to do another Prospect Minute. How are you doing, Matt? I'm, I'm really good, man. Uh, we're knocking these out. I've got three left. Yeah, it's always uh, always a little sad when it comes to the end of uh, the team previews and Prospect Minutes because, uh, you know, I think that's what our fans really enjoy. So. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Houston Astros, and uh, they got a pretty good farm system. I'm, uh, I'm proud to say that I've owned a couple of these players, and uh, I, <laughs> I know that you like a lot of them, and you've helped yeah. me draft some of them. Um, but before we jump right in, um, why don't you tell our listeners where you can be reached? Uh, yeah, MDTompFWFB on the Twitter machine. I can be reached at FWFB. Matt, I will let you get started. Do you want to start on the pitching or hitting side today? Real quick, uh, we kind of missed them because they got lost in the, shuff- the shuffle. Uh, they didn't get touched on on a pirate system because they didn't make the Garrett Cole trade yet. But talk about real quick, uh, Colin Moran and Jason Martin, uh, what their fantasy outlooks are. Colin Moran, had a, he had a very nice year last year. Um, the type He's the type of guy... He's more hit tool over power as a third baseman, which makes him underwhelming a little bit. He's already been traded three times as well: Marlins to the Pirates, and now to the Astros, or to the Marlins to the Astros, now to the Pirates. Three hundred eight, three seventy three, five forty three in Triple A, eighteen home runs. Um, he was the former sixth overall pick in twenty thirteen. Um, get a big boost in uh, in value this year because you know going from the Astros to the Pirates because now he's got a clear path to playing time. I don't think David Freeze is a really a serious threat to the to the Moran's job. He probably David Freeze probably is the opening day third baseman, just because the Pirates are going to keep Moran down a little bit. Uh, but you saw some significant growth from Moran uh, in 2017. In 2016 at AAA, he hit 259, 329, 368. And like I said in 2017, he improved all the way across the board to 308, 373, 543. Uh, hit for some power. Hit 18 home runs. Um, and he's probably going to play a little bit of the first base and third base this year if he comes up for Pittsburgh, uh, as he did with Houston. 
Uh, his season ended in 2017 in a freak, a freak way. He fouled the he fouled fouled the ball off his face that resulted in some broken bones and a concussion. So hopefully everything gets cleared from that. I, I, assuming they traded for him, so they must you know know that he's going to have no setbacks. I think if the line drive swing uh, and all the and all the gains there stay, I think ultimate upside for Moran is like a 290 hitter with like 15 to 20 home runs, and it's not really ultimately that valuable at third base because it's deep. But if you're in a deep league, that's rosterable. Um, so he could be a guy at your corner infield. You could rotate your bench. Nice, nice depth, but it's not a, he's not a true fantasy stud. And then Jason Martin is kind of one of those guys that's above average skills uh, across the board um, at everything, but he doesn't really have a plus skill. Uh, he can play all three off-field spots, uh, 278, 332, 487, 18 homers, and 16 stolen bases um, across high A and, and double A. And in, in 2016, uh, he played in his home games in Lancaster. Houston switched affiliates in the Cal League, and he had 23 homers and 20 stolen bases in 2016. So he's been on the radar for a little bit. Uh, I question the hit tool, especially, you know, the strikeout rate jumped to 25% after his promotion double A. Uh, he's going to struggle against lefties. He, he doesn't really steal bases at an efficient clip. Uh, he, he was caught, you know, he stole 16 bases, but he was caught uh, like 11 times. So that's that's not a good ratio uh, there for this year. I think he's a potential fourth outfielder, but again, with Pittsburgh trading McCutcheon, there's an opening out there. Uh, Meadows won't be up to start. And Martin won't be up to start either, but it'll be Jordan Luplo and guys like Sean Rodriguez that are going to get a chance, the initial chance to carve out playing time. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I think Jason Martin is a nice guy. I'm surprised he didn't get taken in the Rule 5 this year when he's available. Because I, like I like the power. I like the hit. I like the speed. I just don't know what the hit tool is at, but... It's it's worth a gamble for who five pick for a bad team. I uh, I mean I know that they when they had uh, got these players in trade that you had stated that it was actually better than people may have necessarily thought because I'm sure fantasy owners at this point weren't you know thinking a ton of Moran. Right. Um, you know, like so. Joe Musgrove too. I mean Joe Musgrove they got as a nice starting rotation piece for the Pirates for. You know, a long time now. So exactly, and, and you know, if you if you're not paying attention, you may not have known if Moran had a decent year last year. Some fantasy owners may not know who Martin is, and people right. may think that Musgrove uh, Musgrove's not going to be great. But you know, he had flashes of being a very good and solid player. So um, the return was pretty good, uh, considering what they gave up. And uh, now we can actually move on to the people who are still in the system. Right. We'll start with Kyle Tucker. Um, you know, I think I think he's, in my opinion, he's their top prospect. I know a lot of people are saying Whitley, but I, I, I still like Tucker. Uh, one of the youngest players to appear in Double A, and he had two fifty six, three twenty five, five twelve in his in his majority of the season. He spent in Double A, but he's also in in uh, the High A Carolina League this year. And uh, between both levels, uh, he performed extremely well. Kyle Tucker is a he's a top you know, easy easy top ten prospect for me. Um, I love everything about what he can do. And he's got a lot of ways where he can go in his development path. He had 25 home runs this year and sold 21 bases, 33 doubles, five triples. The year prior, he hit 25 homers, seven triples, and nine home runs. You already see the power growth. Uh, 32 stolen bases, you know, to go in 2016. And obviously he followed up with a nice 2017 campaign. Went to the Arizona Fall League. Didn't look great in the Fall League, but he was tired and – you know, I've read some goofy reports about 
you know, how people dropping him, dropping their stock on him because he had a bad fall league. No, don't do that. He's tired. He played a full season, and they sent him to the fall league, which tells me uh, he's going to be in consideration for a call up sometime in in 2018, uh, probably later on. Uh, but but it's uh, but it could happen. So if you're in a draft and hold and redraft league, you might not be the worst choice. Josh Reddick's never really been a pillar of health in his career in right field, um, and they don't really have a lot of you know they got Derek Fisher around. Uh, but Fisher might have to play some of the left field if Marwin Gonzalez or one of the infielders fails. Uh, so, you know, he could be moving around a lot. But he's a tall tall guy, 6'4", 190. Uh, like, like I said, left-handed hitter. Makeup is off the charts. Bat-to-ball skills off the charts. Um, good walk rate. I, I think ultimately he could be a 25 homer bat at the major league level with an above-average batting average tool. Uh, can hit 270, 280, 285, 290 with – Probably 15 or so stolen bases, uh, so that's a nice player. That's a top. That's a top 20, you know, top 25 potential offensive player at his peak. And you know, I think he's going to get stronger. He might slow down a little bit more, or he could, you know, he could be a guy that that doesn't really. He could top out at 35 home runs, or he could just kind of hover at the 25-15, or he can go 35-10. You know, he could be. There's a lot of range of outcomes for Tucker because he's still got some projection left with the body. So he's in a very, very nice um, fantasy stud um, and real-life stud as well. Um, so there's not a lot not to like about Kyle Tucker. Um, I just want to touch on real quick, you know, a lot of sources, like I said, have Whitley over Tucker, and I'm not in that camp. Uh, Tucker did get the invitation to spring training, so he will be in the Major League camp. Um, and like the swing, the swing has been comped to Ted Williams, obviously not the skills, but the swing mechanically. Uh, 32 for 44 in, in stolen bases in 2016, so he's an efficient runner. Uh, it's it's a lot to love about this profile. He uses all fields. He's kind of similar to me to Alex Bregman, but he plays the outfield. So, you know, there's a lot to love about that profile. Uh, we'll jump to Forrest Whitley, who's kind of the 1A. For me, he's number 2. 6'7", 240, so that's a pretty good build. Good frame there. Um, made it all the way to double A in his first full season after getting called up. So that's first full, excuse me, first full season after turning pro. Sorry. Um, you know, he, he's got nasty stuff, man. 92, 94 with the fastball plus pitch. Um, but you know, he's got the risk of being a 20 years old. Um, and one thing too, I want to touch on with, with Whitley that kind of dings him a little bit. He's not, he hasn't thrown a hundred innings yet. Uh, he didn't throw a hundred innings in 2017. Um, so that's, it's a little bit of a damper, on the profile because he doesn't have the, the the innings banked yet, but you're looking at a dude that is going to be a monster force for strikeouts. He gets a lot of comps to like Jacob Degrom, and I think that fits. The stuff is kind of on that level. Really good curveball, good slider, uh, nice changeup, and he's. How about this for a company? The last 20 years, uh, these are pitchers that reached Double A in their first full season: Clayton Kershaw, Zach Greinke, Dylan Bundy, and Chad Billingsley. The only high school first rounders to reach Double A in their first full season. So it's pretty good company. At those, least for, those, at least for uh, fifty percent of that list. <laughs> eh, I, I mean, I mean Billingsley still had some um, had some moments. He was, and, he was a good pitcher. He just got hurt. You know, yeah, he, he, he would have nice, He'd still be pitching now in the majors if he didn't get hurt. I mean, that's easy to say, but he shredded his shoulder up. But he's a nice player. I'm not as high as uh, others are on uh, Bundy, but I know that he still has value. So right. 
Uh, we'll go. We'll make this a little quicker because it's a deep system. So I'm gonna jump into this next guy, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, you're looking at a guy across two different levels: 12 home runs, uh, first baseman, uh, 12 home runs, but he had 32 extra base hits across those two levels. Uh, very good bat to ball skills, very strong walk rates, doesn't strike out a lot. And Jordan Alvarez is a he was a Cuban import. He primarily a first baseman. They've kind of messed with him on the outfield a little bit. It looks like he can kind of play outfield now. 6'5", 225, left-handed swinger, 304, 379, 481 line across those two levels. Um, I like him a lot. Jordan Alvarez is polished. Uh, the power isn't quite there yet. Um, and he's an above-average runner for his size. Uh, but the ceiling is – the hit tool is extremely high ceiling, and the, and the power potential is plus. So you're looking at a guy that uses all fields already, can be a 70-grade hitter, and can have 70-grade raw power. Uh, he hasn't showed any of those. He's shown the hit tool. Uh, it's not where it can be. It can be a lot better. He's a really high exit velocity guy if you're follow if, if you into that kind of thing. He, he pops off the charts on and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, he's a, he's a very – he's a guy you kind of have to use your imagination on and kind of project out a little bit because the numbers aren't there for a first-base and outfield guy yet with no speed. Uh, but you know, no stolen bases. I should. He's, he does have some speed, but the stolen bases are aren't going to be a thing. But he's a potential middle of the order bat that's going to make a lot of contact. So it's very, very nice, exciting player there. JB Bukowskis um, is a slider heavy. Uh, he had the best slider in the uh, 2017 draft class. Kid out of North Carolina. Uh, and that that fastball slider combination. People have him maybe being a reliever because those pitchers are so good. And if he focuses on relief, he could, he could be fast tracked. Uh, I hope they don't do that. Um, the, you know, the fastball can touch 96, uh, it's about 93, 95 hard slider, 85, 87. It looks, it's, it's a nasty pitch. Uh, it righties will have no chance against him, which is kind of the appeal of making him a reliever because he can be up fast has a changeup uh, that can flash average. It's a little bit. It obviously lags behind that right now, and that's kind of the key to his future role. If he can develop that changeup to be an average pitch regularly, I think you're looking at a guy who's going to be a, a nice piece in the rotation. If if it doesn't, he's going to go to the bullpen and he's going to be really good. So uh, either way, he's got a high floor because he's high floor because he's a potential closer or a mid rotation arm, assuming he stays healthy. So it's a, it's a profile to watch to watch a lot. And, uh, Fruetis Nova is my next guy. He's a shortstop, probably gonna have to move to third base six, one, one seventy. So he's got a lot of projection. Uh, he signed with the Marlins in the 2016 international class. Uh, but they voided the contract. They signed him for 1.2 million. Uh, but they voided the contract altogether because he, he failed, a he failed a PED test after getting signed. So the Marlins, for some reason, decided they weren't going to sign him anymore, uh, despite him only being 17, uh, 16 at that time. Uh, the Astros swooped in and grabbed him for 1.2 after he was originally 1.5 and dropped it to 1.2 because he had some elbow concerns, uh, some injury coming up. But basically, he's got above average bat speed, which I love, plus bat speed, I would even say, uh, plus speed and a plus throwing arm. So he's going to stick on the left side, shortstop or third base. Uh, Obviously, he's raw. He's only 17. He hasn't played stateside yet, but 247, 342, 355, four homers and eight stolen bases and 166 at-bats in the Dominican Summer League. So the stats don't jump off of you, but it's all projection, and he's a guy I'm willing to bet on. Um, it, it's a long time away. You're, you're talking like 2022, 2023 for you know ETA, but I, I like Fuertes Nova a lot. 
Uh, Jairo Solis is a guy I also like. They got him for four hundred and fifty grand in twenty sixteen. Uh, uh, Sixty nine strikeouts in uh, sixty one innings pitched across three different levels. He uh, should spend most of the time in low A this year, which is exciting for me because that's that's, that's the Midwest League, and I might be able to get to see him if he comes through. Um, but he's in the Dominican Assembly League and the Golf Course League and then the Appalachian League this year, so moved up r- extremely fast. Uh, when the Astros signed him, he, he could he could touch 91. He sat 87, 89, can touch 91. Just one year after that, now you know, still being only uh, 18 years old, Looking at arm, he can sit 90-94 and can touch 96. Um, so he's had a significant velocity uptick, and it's got movement. It's not just straight. Uh, you're looking at a guy, the 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 curveball and slider kind of blend together sometimes. They're significantly behind the fastball, but I mean, why wouldn't they be throw that hard? Uh, the changeup is also a pitch I think can be a nice pitch down the line. So he's a nice long term investment to get into. Um, it'll be a long time for him, but the upside sky high. Hector Perez is another. Arm 92-97, can touch 99. Uh, gets a lot of ground balls. Um, <laughs> doesn't really know where it's thrown. I would, I would say he's got about 30-grade command right now at best. 92-97, uh, touch 99, like I said. Uh, split changeup that just drops off the table. Uh, usually against lefties and righties. Good slider. Nice curveball as well. Can touch 100 miles an hour uh, in short stints, and I think ultimately that might be where he goes if, if the control, because the control is so bad right now, it might have to. Six three one ninety is the frame from the right side, obviously. So he's got a lot of projection. Um, Al- Jorge Alcala is another guy that fits in this six three one eighty. So he's got some projection as well. An eighteen year old. Uh, when he was signed, he was a late blooming eighteen year old when he was signed. Uh, he's just another filthy arm. Ninety three ninety nine uh, is the fastball range. Generally sits in the mid nineties. Can touch a hundred. Has been clocked as high as one hundred two. Slider and change up again, lag behind. Some of this sounds a lot familiar. Sounds very similar to a lot of these other guys we've touched on. Um, it's a long term away, uh, but he fits. He's kind of similar to you know Jorge Guzman, the guy that traded to Miami. He just throws hard. Breaking balls are behind him. Could be fast tracked out of the bullpen. David Paulino, I like this guy a lot. They got it from Detroit. Um, Tommy John surgeries. He's had suspensions for PEDs. He's missed a lot of time for everything. Uh, one positive steroid test away or one positive drug test away from missing a full season. So keep this in mind. He's also, you know, on that edge, but, uh, six, seven, two, 14. So that'll play. He's got some projection. Um, hasn't thrown a hundred innings in a season yet. And he was signed in 2010 former, you know, he bounced around, like I said, former Detroit tiger prospect, uh, 91, 94 with the fastball, 82, 84 with the curveball. Um, 12 to 6 break on the curveball. I like Polino a lot. I think he's a backhand guy. JD Davis is a third baseman that can that can hit for power. Batted the hit tool legs behind. One of the strongest arms in the minor leagues, especially from third base. Uh, he can as a reliever, he can hit 92-93 if he if they wanted to use him. Uh, he he actually has thrown well, in AAA they use him mop up mop up work sometimes out of the bullpen. He hit 92-93. So that's a pretty nice arm for a guy that barely pitches, you know what I mean? But I think he strikes out too much ultimately to, to cap the, the hit tool. I think he's a 220, 230 hitter. I think he can hit you know 30-plus home runs with a slight launch angle adjustment because right now he hits the ball on the ground too much. He's probably a 20-homer guy. But if he makes that adjustment, he can be a 30-homer guy that walks a decent amount. Uh, doesn't hit, but that's still a somewhat valuable profile. I mean, probably not in Houston because their, their organization is loaded with talent. Um, but it's... 
the package itself is very nice. There's a lot of guys out here. He can play outfield as well. They move him kind of outfield. So he's a guy to, tr- to track. Carlos Machado is a is a uh, outfielder that's 19 years old. Uh, in 2017, at 324, 387, 462. Contact heavy approach is kind of how it, what he what his game is built on. Um, projection is obviously the thing here with him being so young. Um, I don't think he's ever going to hit for power. I, I think he's probably a corner outfielder because I don't think he can play center field either. A corner outfielder that hits for average, so it's not going to be a really in-demand major league profile. Uh, Siono Perez is a <laughs> he was. It was a weird thing with him. Uh, he got a huge bonus uh, with the Astros originally. Uh, they ended up cutting the bonus, voiding the contract because of medical concerns, and they signed him for less than half of his original bonus. I believe he ended up getting like a million dollars originally when he got like six. Um, 21-year-old Cuban lefty, strike thrower, has a plus slider, mid-90s fastball. Uh, Changeup is not a good pitch. Uh, delivery is terrible, so I think he, he could be a reliever long-term because all that stuff working against him. But he could move relatively quick if he switched into the bullpen, so he could have some value there. Uh, Nathan Perry is a six foot three, two hundred pound catcher. He's probably defensive first, but he does have above average walk rates, so they can tap into some of that. Uh, Patrick Sandoval is an arm that I liked in college, eleventh round pick. So everything about eleventh rounders are pretty much dart throws when you don't think you can sign a kid, but you end up throwing big money at him and you can get him, and that's kind of what happened here. Nine hundred thousand dollars from the left side. There's a low low nineties. Plus curveball, a nice slider. Um, Miles Straw is an 80 runner, uh, corner outfielder. You can hit a little bit. Uh, I think he's going to get buried in the system, fourth outfielder. Garrett Stubbs um, is probably the best catcher left in the system now after they traded uh, uh, Jake Rogers to the to the Tigers. Uh, Garrett Stubbs, a lot of pull side power, uh, has a very good approach, really good bat to ball skills. Has some speed, stole 11 bases without getting caught. Perfect 11 for 11 on the bases. But I don't think that's going to translate to the major league because he doesn't have much speed. And I think he's ultimately probably a backup catcher because he's one of those guys that his defensive skills don't stand out. So that's going to have to get a little better. Uh, J.J. Matahevic was their 75th overall pick this year out of the draft from the University of Arizona. 22 years old, uh, raw power. Kind of can play everywhere, a little first base and outfield. Uh, caught a little bit, can play some second base, play some left field probably. Um, not very athletic as far as you know. Uh, looking for guys like this, left-handed, left-handed bat, can hit some line drives all over the field. Did disappointing um, campaign and short short season ball after turning pro, but again, don't put too much stock into that. He played a full college season and probably a little bit worn down, so. Put too much stock into that, but he's a guy to follow. Uh, Corbin Martin, a guy out of Texas A&M, was their second-round pick. Throws a lot of strikes, gets ground balls, mid-90s, fastball-curveball combination. Again, he he could be another reliever if they move him fast. There's a lot of guys similar to that right now in this organization. Um, they, they, they Astros move guys around between starting and rotation and the bullpen sometimes. They piggyback guys, so a lot of times he's pitched out of the bullpen already. I still think he could be a starter. Uh, the changeup needs to come around a little bit. It's kind of be the key to where his future role is. Uh, Gilberto Celestino is a 19-year-old outfield prospect, 268, 331, 379, 75% contact rate, 10 stolen bases, 4 homers, walked at a 9% clip. I think he can play center field, but the arm's good enough to go to right. Um, 
I think there's power projection here. Uh, Celestino will probably end up being a top, you know, 40 to 50 prospect a year or two from now, just because I, I like I like the bat to ball. I like the above average speed, and I think he grows into some power. Uh, I think he can hit 275 down the line. I think he can hit 275 with 20 home runs, which is a very good profile. Um, I think that's one that can play in any format, really, because he had potential to bat at the top of a lineup like this is nasty. Uh, Elian Rodriguez is a Cuban arm. Uh, they got $1.9 million bonus. The numbers are brutal, but the stuff is not. 92-95 at the fastball can touch 97. Throws a really hard slider. Probably a reliever. Might be a late-inning guy. Uh, Miguel Angel Sierra is a middle infield prospect with some pop. Um, might have to be an offensive base utility profile kind of guy because of the, the t- so much talent in this system. Can use all fields. The hit, the, you know, the set, the Batting average didn't didn't show in his uh, first full season. He had 178, uh, so ignore that. But he's a, he's a nice, definitely buy low candidate right now, and he's got some pop in the bat, like I said. So he, I think he, that'll come around. Uh, Joe Perez, second round pick this year in the draft, uh, was a two way prospect. There was also a pitcher, um, but uh, he, he ended up having Tommy John surgery. Um, so, but they've selected. They put you know he's a two way prospect, like I said. So. Even despite taking Tommy John, they, the Astros drafted him as a third baseman. Uh, they they signed him up for an above slot deal. I think he's a, he's going to be above average power prospect. Defensively, he could probably stick a third, but that's up to, up in the air right now. Uh, but I think Joe Perez can be a nice nice long term piece. Rogelio Armenteros is kind of a crafty, gets the ground balls, switches the arm angle guy. Ninety one, ninety three with the fastball, tops out at ninety five, can sink it to get eighty eight, ninety two. Nice two seamer. Has a couple couple different breaking balls. Has a cutter, deep pass arsenal. Um, looking at a guy, nice strikeout numbers, Double A AA and Triple A. Tr- tough tough environment to pitch in the PCL. He did very well. Very good command. Um, back of the rotation guy, maybe mid rotation even. Um, with the stuff, he's not getting a lot of hype right now. You know, he's a little bit older for a prospect. You know, he's only twenty three. I thought he's older than that, so that's my mistake. But low budget signing, so he doesn't get a lot of hype. Just pounds the strike zone, uh, knows how to pitch, has done it in, in tough in tough levels. Um, a lot of other guys like, I don't know, Riley Farrell, Ronnie Dawson. I like Dean Dietz, who's got he's got a ninety uh, a, uh, a a suspension going for uh, um, a failure drug of abuse. But I like the arm a lot. I uh, can touch ninety seven, get a slider up to eighty five. He's probably a reliever. Uh, but again, he's another one of those arms that they do that. They can fast track him. Jonathan Arouse, uh, they got him from the Phillies, um, and the Ken Giles trade. Um, I like his line drive ability to hit the ball, field, hit the ball off field, stick up the middle. I could go on forever. I'm just going to stop here. The system's got a lot of talent, a lot of other guys lower in levels like Framber, Framber Alvarez could be a reliever or a starter. Uh, Brett Adcock, Drew Ferguson could be a nice backup outfielder. Trent Thornton, Christian Javier, uh, like I said, Riley Farrell is a strike thrower. The system is nice. system's deep. And Houston's had a good system for the last few years. You shouldn't be surprised now. A lot of future major leaguers in here. Almost too many. They're going to kind of bump into each other as they go. But Houston's, Houston's a hell of a pipeline for major league talent coming up. And obviously, they're, they're major league talent just winning the World Series. And it's a young roster. George Springer, Altuve, Correa. It's, it's not a bad time to be an Astros fan. Yeah, I think that's why Ray Kuhn is always so happy whenever we talk about any of the Astros players on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Is he a front runner, front runner fan? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, no I'm, 
hard time. <laughs> but, you know, there's a couple other guys really quick. Abraham Toro Hernandez is a nice bat to follow. And Cameron Carmen Benetti, uh, also a good, good, uh, good stick to follow. A nice draft pick from this year. Uh, so much talent here, man. I feel like I shortchanged all of these guys, but it's past midnight. So uh, we're going to wrap this up right now. All right, Matt, why don't you tell our listeners where you can be reached and what you're working on? Uh, MD Tomp FWFB on Twitter, and two more of these left, and we'll be done with the prospect previews. Obviously, you can read everything on the on the site and in the draft guide. Uh, top 400 list coming out soon, uh, and I'm excited for all what we have going on at FWFB this year. I can be reached at bbrinsfwfb. Uh, you can find me twice a week on the basketball podcast with Eric Mackey, and once a week with Ray Kuhn and Evan Peterson on the weekly baseball show. So from the rest of us, our friends with fantasy benefits, have a great baseball season, everyone. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.